Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode six. It's our anime podcast that isn't Gundam, but goes on the Gundam feed, but we gave it a different name. And also, it's on YouTube again. The last episode wasn't- I'm I'm probably going to break this out to its own feed, uh, probably not by the time this comes out, but shortly thereafter, so it's time. We should ask people if they want that, I suppose. I, I assume that there are going to be people who want that who don't subscribe to the Patreon, right? That's true, but if I was subscribing to the Patreon, I would want all the anime content in a single feed. Oh, this it's is the still going to go on the Patreon feed. I just think that this is the feed. Look, we can't do this right now. <laughs> We're doing a <laughs> podcast for oh, people. Oh, 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 no, no. Uh, hello, welcome. M, help say hello. Hi. Actually, hi. We have a guest before we start talking about our back-end process. Uh, we are joined by Liv today. Hi. Happy to be here. Hey! Yay! Uh, we're going to be talking about Daddy Pet. That was Liv's, uh, Liv's suggestion. If you want to be on the podcast, you can um, pledge at a, at the required tier and make us watch an anime. Uh, or a video game, but you, you get less of those, because they take so much more time. <laughs> Anime's better. We like you more. We have more fun. <laughs> it's a better podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, Liv asked us to watch Daddy Pet today. Um and I guess we just get into it. We don't have another segment. My brain wants to settle down into the early segment, but it's, there's not one. Well, Liv, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell people what you, what anime you like, uh, maybe why you chose this one, and then we'll get into it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Liv. Um, I, uh, I did not watch a lot of anime until recently. Uh, normal mapping has kind of gotten me on a kick lately. So, um, you know, I like the Gundam. I like the... Uh, um, I used to like the Neon Genesis more. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not here to hate on people who like Evangelion. <laughs> I record Jackson every week. Look. <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself. I literally just said you don't have to defend yourself. It's not, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, um, I was trying to think of, like, an anime that seemed, like, fun to watch, and, uh, I see, like... Uh, I saw like an image set going around trans Twitter pretty often about a uh, dirty pair, so I thought this would be a pretty fun one, and it was. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great show. Not to spoil everyone, we all love Daddy Pair here. Yes, uh, but um, thank you very much for choosing it. I'm glad it's one that I've like. There, I have a lot of shows that are on this nebulous watch list of I'll watch that someday, but I'm not actually going to without motivation or reason. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, so this was a good kick to watch Daddy Power. I'm very glad I did. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, where do we begin with the show, I guess? Yeah, I was thinking about uh, so you want probably to probably summarize, summarize you want me to what introduce it is. the actual show? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah. I will give you history and information and then we can talk about it. So, Dirty Pair is based on a series of novels uh, written by Haruka Takachiko, uh, illustrated by Yoshizaku Yashihiko. Um, if you wa- if you look at the illustrations for the books, it is very disorienting because uh, Yashihiko also does Ill- like Gundam stuff, and so everyone just kind of looks like they fell out of a cooler version of 0079. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a bunch of books, and then they were adapted into an anime uh, that Sunrise did that aired in 1985. Uh, that was directed by Norio Kashihima and Toshifumi Takizawa. Um, this uh, won the Animage Grand Prix for anime, beating out narrowly Zeta Gundam. Uh, though Zeta Gundam did win Best Episode for the one on Kilimanjaro, where he says, that's the Devil's Machine. Just need <laughs> to remind everyone that that's the thing that happened. <laughs> that uh, is the Devil's Machine. 
Uh, this this anime, much like uh, Gundam was originally, was so unpopular that even though it won awards, it was canceled, and the last two episodes only aired on an OVA. Um, the premise of Dirty Pair is it is the years like 21, 30, late 30s, early 40s, uh, and humanity is now in the stars and living on planets, and we, our main characters are two women who work for the World Welfare Works Association, or 3WA, uh, which is just like mercenary cops, basically. Like, if you have a problem, they're trouble consultants. If you have a problem, you call them and then you pay them a fee and they'll send someone to help. Uh, our main characters are Kay and Yuri, who are known as the Dirty Payer because while they're always successful, they leave devastation in the wake of all of their missions. Uh, they prefer to be referred to as the Lovely Angels because uh, they have their personal freedom. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, run around the galaxy with uh, their genetically modified super cat Moogie and a cute little robot named Nanmo and get in 22 minute adventures every week for 26 weeks <laughs> and well 24 if you're in japan in the 80s <laughs> yes or 25 because one of them is a two-parter that's true um but not the last one just one of the ones towards the end just, yeah no just one of the ones towards the end in one uh and that's that's basically it uh, they talk they they go around they joke uh apparently the show is much more goofy than the novels which i think are, tend to be more like actual adventure stuff um but supposedly of similar like tone apparently it is a relatively faithful adaptation just funnier than the books are um and that's i think that's everything they talk about how they're bad tasting men and hate each other about it all the time oh that's, it's so funny that's actually what the show is about how can two women with opposite taste in men ever be friends <laughs> yeah it's because neither of them have ever actually talked to a man for more than five minutes without blowing yes, him no, up. it's because it's because they're <laughs> while both of them are tragically terminally straight they are definitely married to each other yep absolutely um, but honestly there is nothing like it's one of the things where um there is nothing more identifiable like our version of online queer culture than everyone berating you for your taste in men yes <laughs> like, <laughs> that is 24 7 all your friends berating you for liking the bad men uh it's just how it is out here <laughs> kane yuri icons they are not fans of chest hair <laughs> Uh, it's a good place to start with the kind of show this is like the second episode um fairly straightforward uh like hacking thing but this is this is um hijacking is a better word uh ship is hijacked they have to save everyone they are working with another agent uh and there's like named jokes nova of... grave yes thank you named like nova grave uh I, I took i i took him as nova grave <laughs> because <laughs> i thought it was the fucking you know the the musical term <laughs> i don't think so but maybe uh, maybe but that's what my brain went anyway uh running gag about um do you do you have chest hair or not uh no one likes boys with chest hair uh, and he's like please stop talking to me like that i'm a professional um, and then at the end of the episode he like opens his shirt to reveal that not only does he not have chest hair but he is the most ripped man in existence <laughs> like it's like the sun rising and it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened I'm pretty sure uh, that's and the whole they, show's like that I'm pretty sure that's when they call him a nice guy too <laughs> yeah that sounds about right um, 
So we'll just go around and just do general impressions of what everyone uh, was expecting going in and what they ended up thinking of the show. Uh, so who wants to go first? I think we should have our guest go first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of realized pretty quickly, like, you know, this is my closest analog is like something like Cowboy Bebop that this would be like, you mm-hmm. know, pre-episodic or whatever. And, um, uh, you know, I thought most episodes were really good. Um, a few were just okay. And like a few were like excellent. Um, and I think even like in the weakest episodes, like uh, Kay and Yuri's like dynamic is super good. So, yeah. Had a great time. Yeah, same. I was surprised um, going in that it was like I didn't know it was a straight comedy. I thought it was a little bit more. Um, I d- I just knew the show was like beloved and assumed there was going to be a bit more of like a plot or drama and was kind of this, uh, very happy when there wasn't. Um, there's uh, like I, I was was also thinking this is very like Cow Bebop, but it's um, Bebop has way more. Uh, just bits of earnest emotion. This is just funnier. This is just mostly wackier. Uh, there's a couple of times where they like have a tragic moment, but one of them is actually the funniest thing that's ever happened on an anime, if you ask Ev. Yes. Uh, and they're not wrong. Uh, but the show in general is, is just um, very funny, and I enjoyed basically every episode. Uh, there are a few that are so good that they are just incredible standout episodes of television the murder mystery episode right towards the end of the season uh is amazing it's masterful it's so good oh god the show and then it immediately got cancelled uh yeah which is a real shame Uh, but i had a fantastic time um i mean the thing i realized the further i go into watching anime it's kind of just um I need to watch Lupin so I have a reference for where the thing which all of this is drawing from. Because they're all, like, Bebop and this are all drawing from similar places. Yeah. Uh, and I need to go back to the source. Uh, Lupin, the Gundam of this <laughs> exact thing. Hijinks. Uh, yeah, so I'd see, I've seen a little bit of Lupin, and mm-hmm. this is just Lupin in space, and everyone's yeah. a girl now. Hell <laughs> like, yeah! Like, that's all it is. Yeah. That's the, like, tonally, the, like, the one where Yuri and Kay get in, like, a West, like, a Western-style oh. gunfight between two warring factions and then blow up the planet and fly away is the most Lupin shit in the world. <laughs> she blows up the entire, she blows up the entire planet. She kills a whole planet! <laughs> And then they just kind of high-five as they fly off. Yes, never (laughs) mentioned again. Whoopsie, I blew up the planet that we were hired to save, but I did technically save the the problem before I blew them all up. (laughs) Yeah. It's their fault. They blew themselves up, really. Really? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I was not uh, prepared for the level of just constant comedy that this show is. I also thought it was going to be more of a general sci-fi thing. I knew it had a comedic bent, but I did not know Mm -hmm. to the degree in which this is just a comedy show that happens to be set in 80s anime space, which is the best version of space it's ever been. Um, This airing alongside Zeta Gundam uh, really contextualizes just how uh, different shows with often very similar aesthetics can be. Like, world-building-wise, the cities that Dirty Pair exists in aren't that different than that time that we go to the colony on Zeta and there's a saloon door, right? Yeah. Right. Um, this, like, mishmash of aesthetics and very cool, like, Englishy, uh, like, board, like, signs everywhere. Dirty Pair has tons of that. The stuff that we love in Gundam is here. Um, and that stuff's great. Um, 
but the two could not be more different tonally as shows. And I love these coexist with each other. Uh, if you had been watching anime, like this week, I'm going to watch Dirty Prayer and Zeta Gundam right next to each other. It probably was the best time to be alive in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then you were really mad as one of them got cancelled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. God. The the planets are so funny. The world of Dirty Pair is uh, just ludicrous because it's not really contiguous. The only unifying... Because you were talking about how it's basically Star Trek but capitalism is everywhere. Um, yes. <laughs> and that is true in the the aesthetics are wild. There is no unifying aesthetic other than just the vague norms of 80s-ness uh, and capitalism. These are the only two things that remain constant. Otherwise, they could be going from ludicrous uh, cowboy world one week, the next week they're just, they land in the French aristocracy planet. Volcano uh, world. But he's... Yeah, but he's over on another planet going to college in normal town. Yeah. <laughs> just uh I, I think it's worth mentioning uh, since we bring up Star Trek, there are like uh, literally a dozen references to Dirty Pair in the production stuff of TNG, like yes! in Techno Babble on screens and stuff. Uh there's that whole uh, episode about uh these robots that are like gain sentience that just look like Nanmo, the Exacoms if you know yep. TNG. Yes, yes. Um this is just anime Star Trek, like fundamentally. Except, except it's a broad comedy. Yes, I know, yes. but it's still that. Like the the worlds they go to, the the civilizations that they interact with, the ways in which like Chief Ghoulie just like orders them around as if he's the captain of a starship, sending them on dumb missions. It just Star Trek, but the like a slapstick comedy. Yeah, and it has the Star Trek thing of the three WA are. Obviously not the Federation, um, but they are equally as broad in their just ill-defined mission, uh, which means they can just go to a planet and do a thing. It's not like, oh, we're going here to do specific things because that's our goal. It's just, you just go do the thing on this planet because that's the sp- story we came up with. Space is fun. Um, and and there's and there's local cops, but there don't seem to be like galactic cops. Like, they only interface with planetary police, like, oh, the sheriff of this town or the police of this planet. Uh, once they leave, they're free. Nothing no, nothing can touch them. There's no broader authority they answer to. Uh, no, only money. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's really good. Um, what are everyone's favorite episodes? Pick a couple of episodes, because it's, it's so episodic that it's much... There aren't any, like, real big, broad themes to talk about in a sense of this is the ideas it explores in the show. There are just episodes. So I'm going to pick at least two from everyone. What are the um, standard episodes from the show? We'll go around, uh, Liv, you pick one first. Um, I think the first episode that where I was like, yes, I'm fully on board now, it has got to be a episode four where um, yep. it's, just, it's just this amazing farce where like <laughs> they start out and there's like panda human wrestling going on the TV, which is always good. And then they have to, like, track down this cat with, like, this super strength drug hormone. Um, and then it just it just gets ridiculous from there. There's, like, this um, hair transplant uh, facility that they um, <laughs> just track this cat down to. And, um, like, there's this whole confluence of, like, gangsters that are trying to um, get in there and um, stop them. And they drive a train through it. It's it's a whole lot, yeah. Yeah, the episode begins with like Kay goofing on the like wrestlers who she looks up to, uh, and then by the end has just become Blues Brothers entirely. Yes, uh, and it's phenomenal. Like, there's it, the final gag 
is there's there's a construction yard um that is like building part of the freeway and then all of them end up on this like suspended bit of freeway by a crane that is swinging like a seesaw depending on where the cops are like parking their cars on it (laughs) and they're all sliding back and forth as it tips into the direction and that's where the final fight happens it's so much at all times yeah i believe the helicopter pilot is like telling them to blink two times every 10 seconds so they can like (laughs) keep their attention he's like calling them idiots so he's a real hero (laughs) yeah it's it's fantastic yeah i think that was my first one i was like holy shit this show's incredible um I do want to point out that like a hundred cops also show up when the the hair transplant (laughs) facility is like getting taken down. (laughs) Well, someone calls in going, the bank's been robbed. Yeah, right. And it's the hair bank. Yeah. Uh, And there's also a running gag in the episode um, about this couple in a hotel room. Yes. That they keep running in on and she keeps thinking that the daddy pair girls are like, uh, his ex is trying to hook up with him again. <laughs> yeah, that girl looked like she was twelve. I was kind of thrown off for for a minute. Ah, uh, there's yeah, there's there's some of that. Yeah, there's some anime stuff. Um, and what is your favorite episode? Uh, my favorite episode of probably the whole run is episode twelve. Uh, in which they are sent into their own headquarters to search for the Algernon security system that has been stolen, uh, only discover that that security system is a rat that is genetically modified to be super smart called Algernon, uh, and has created like an entire like rat uprising out of the sewers as he guides everyone to overthrow their masters of the humans and they just treat him like he's a weird little hitler rat in a cape they do they do treat him like that uh and he has another genetically modified his like partner his like girlfriend is also genetically modified rat uh i don't remember her name do you remember it's sinna i think it's a chi chi Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi. Yes. Uh, and the lovely angels have nothing to do, uh, like, no way to combat this other than to use a another thing that their corporation is making, which is, like, a... It's a flea, right? It's a it's a flea bimboizer. Yes. It's a flea <laughs> bimboizer that when it... If it bites you, it just it erases your capacity for intelligence uh, and turns you into a bimbo. And they put this on Algernon's partner Chi-Chi and she turns into a normal rat again and Algernon is so distraught that Chi-Chi doesn't recognize him in his like oh we're going to be the super beings that rule the universe he throws himself out a window at the top of 3W headquarters like dramatically in a cape leaps out of the window and then his like cape flutters as he falls to his death and it's treated as like the most dramatic like end of Blade Runner shit in the world except <laughs> it cuts to the reaction of Chi Chi who's just a rat with her like whiskers twitching because she doesn't know what's going on and it's the goofiest shit in the entire world <laughs> he just does jump out the window and then Kay is like I guess he couldn't bear to live in this world anymore and it's yes except she's talking about joke. she's talking about rat Hitler <laughs> yeah uh, uh, you're also skipping out of the entire section of the episode where uh, to fight the army of uh, mice I think it's mice not rats Yes, my sorry. Yes, they do get an entire army of cats to help them. <laughs> they do get an entire army of cats, uh, which is amazing. Um, very funny. But they're scaredy cats, yeah. unfortunately. They ask yeah. uh, my sub said "frady cats," and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because Dirty Pair has not had the love and attention that Gundam has had um, as a, an anime to be released in the world. Uh, that's a fantastic episode. I, I did want to, um, sorry, just real quick. I didn't want to shout out that I was looking uh, for like people's reviews on like IMDb and stuff. And somebody pointed to this episode as an example of a hard sci-fi. So... <laughs> what? I mean, what were they thinking of the actual book they were like well there's a lot of interesting Algernon references because like I assume I mean I read Flowers for Algernon as a teen in, in school I don't know if anyone else did I don't know if that's like a yes, widely no, read absolutely. book yeah okay that's I, I what I thought uh, but also obviously that's all I'm thinking of during this episode and then like what could Algernon be and I'm like it's clearly going to be a mice you guys I have I know how this works. God, this is... Nothing about Daddy Pair is hard sci-fi. <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorites is one of the greatest episodes of anime ever made. Um, just by sheer audaciousness of its opening and its names. Uh, it begins with a man named Clicky Gold Jeff. Uh, this is Le- episode seven for everyone. Episode seven, yes. Uh it begins with a man named Clicky Gold Jeff being led down uh, the aisle holding his six chained brides <laughs> as his father, Moondigold Jeff. Uh, it's is- worth pointing out that he is chained to the brides. The brides are not chained to him. Um, yeah, well, they, they're all chained together. Because <laughs> they definitely play it like he's cha- like the brides are chained to him. And then it reveals that, no, actually, he's being dragged to the altar uh, by these six women who he's going yes. to marry against his will. <laughs> Uh, as yes, uh, Moon to Goldjeff is like, now he will be satisfied with these six women I have provided for him. Uh, and then the music starts getting ominous, and this uh, tall lady reveals herself and like turns to the crowd and just starts opening fire with a gun, uh, shoots, the, uh, shoots the chains, and runs away with Clicky God Jeff, uh, for they are in love, and they are eloping. And the... Um, <laughs> the thing that is the job is to recover clicky gold jeff moon to gold jeff calls up 3wi and it's like we gotta go get him you gotta go get him back uh and my senses because i hadn't so i hadn't seen the image set that's going around so my senses were already like tingling as i was like i know where this is going um but i didn't know about the good the fact that it wasn't actually that bad yes uh so the obvious twist is because the woman is tall and cool and has a gun uh she she's uh she's trans um, and they do that joke, and this reveal comes out. There's a big reveal of it, uh, and then the image that is going around everywhere, that apparently d- does the rounds every so often, uh, is the reaction of all the characters except uh, Moon to Goldjeff. Is like, and who cares? Everyone does that now. Yeah, one in, yeah, ten, one in ten people get a sex change. It's the future. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! They just did the, the easy thing. They did the good thing. Yeah, no, putting anime in 2019 to shame, they just did the thing. They just did the thing. Everyone just looked at the camera and went, what are you talking about, mate? Uh, and, um, and then he abandons his... Also, they're the lead... He's Minta Goldrick is the leader of like a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, at the end of the episode is Minta Goldjeff is going to punish, uh, punish his son by sending... Um, sending uh, his lover in like a spaceship that will in uh not inception in interstellar them in that it'll only be a short journey but she'll come back in 75 years when he'll be super old 
uh, but she'll be the same age, and it'll be super tragic, and ha ha ha. And so what he does is just immediately get in a ship and follow her. Um, uh, the thing that also bears mentioning is that immediately, like, the, the whole episode plays it like, how could she be with him? Because he's, like, this dorky little kid, and she is amazing and cool. And you find out that their love is based entirely on their mutual desire for hamburgers at all times. Yes. In fact, they <laughs> sing songs about eating hamburgers. Hamburgers yeah, are part of our relationship. Yeah, no, because there's a whole subplot about the way the trap works is that he knew they would go and get hamburgers. And he knew that they would implicitly trust the hamburger place when they gave them a free holiday for how much they liked hamburgers. Uh, it's amazing. Um, it's a really good episode. I love it a lot. Uh, it's a good show. Um, I would like to point out other- that um, uh, Clicky's dad immediately goes after him and then his mistress also <laughs> follows suit. So it really, uh, <laughs> it's really good. I- I don't think the mi- it's unclear from the final shot, but I don't know if the mistress follows suit or if she's just no yelling. She she, from go, Earth. she goes to and they're out of ships, yeah. and so she's left to grow old and wait for him for fifty years oh if she wants to. Uh, because despite this show being mostly very good um, with how it is like portraying uh, like for anime, this is like incredible portrayal of women. Like by a lot of the standards of the time, this is great, very good stuff. The daddy parents are good, uh, but they really hate this woman who is <laughs> sleeping with um, uh, like mistress of Moon to Gold Jeff. Uh, the show has a um, there's no, like the show has a real bitchy streak in a way that I feel is honest and is why people like it, but it also rears its head in not very nice ways sometimes. Well, sure, but also they don't like her because she's willing to like compromise herself because of a man who's not actually like going to marry her, right? Like they're not like in a relationship. Like he's sleeping with her, and she like takes that too far. And Yuri and Kay find that disgusting that she doesn't have like self respect. Yeah, the way she- that they play it. Yeah, but she is clearly portrayed worse in the show than the transphobic leader of the multi-billion dollar corporation who did all this. Um, eh, maybe. I don't know I, about that. I think she totally is. I mean, the punchline is that she doesn't get what she wants. Haha, she got owned. And it's yeah, but it's joke. not like in 50 years, Moon to Gold Jeff's going to arrive and things like will be better with him and his son, right? No, I just mean that, that she is treated with like this nastiness and you're meant to find it's funny and i'm like that's weird well, uh, especially when the well, episode the, is mostly pretty the good mouse jumps out the window the mouse jumps out the window i do think um dirty pair is like kind of um an interesting relationship with like how it deals with corporations um it just it almost feels like it's um like it's like you know it's like capitalist like blade runner situation or something but all the edges have been sanded off like um there's this one episode where they're like uh escorting this um this Harris who's just become the CEO of like her family's company and it's it's just like the message just seemed to be like ah it is hard to be a CEO after all <laughs> and that's the episode where um Kay goes on her Marxist rant yes I think the thing here is like the w- conditions of our world in the last like whatever 30 years since this aired have gotten appreciably worse um and dirty pair is a show about like uh like capitalism projected in the future is going to be goofy in the way that capitalism is now but like no one was living with the insidious reality of it in like boom era japan right yeah yeah 
Uh, so yeah. it's easy to just project that stuff out and like poke fun at it, but still like under like not understand the ways in which it would like destroy people's lives. When you get ten years later to a show like Cowboy Bebop, that's very much about like these characters are in this capitalist ultra capitalist society and they're all like dying because of it. Yeah, like Faye Valentine has to become a ridiculous gambling thief because she has a medical debt that she's never going to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this show just doesn't have the space for those kind of narratives. It doesn't have the space for those kind of narratives, but I think it's a little bit more um critical i don't think it thinks i mean the, the, the lovely angels literally negotiate like bonuses and time off with their boss every other episode <laughs> yep uh but yeah it's like that because it, it has the bebop thing of they're always worried about money they're doing this to hustle uh but like you say the the um the teeth aren't there right the danger isn't there yeah. it's just the it's just like oh having to get money sucks and isn't it hard out here but there's no sense that people could actually you know fall through the net uh the only danger is the the girls themselves destroying your planet uh let's do another round of favorite episodes since you you want us to do two uh live do you have another one hmm i i really enjoy i actually surprisingly enjoyed the one that's like kind of an indiana jones type situation where um they go and uh this this old guy has found this um like this map i believe to uh yes this, this is this is this is episode 15 yes. uh fun fact this episode aired the day after i was born oh very good um and he's like betrayed by his assistant so they're both like trying to um to like race each other for the treasure or whatever so uh like it's just very ridiculous and like the grandpa character is like eating garlic a lot so that like kind of repels everyone and uh i think my favorite thing is that they like they're going through this old civilization and they're just like they do this very condescending thing a lot of the time because they're like extremely technologically advanced this um this pyramid they're in or whatever and they keep being like, oh, wow, the technology is, you know, really, really incredible for its time. But then they're, like, they're in these, like, death traps that <laughs> they're just not respecting the situation at all. So I found that very funny. Um, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing with that is they get into the ultimate, like, treasure chest vault after this, like, three-person puzzle or whatever. And uh, the prospector guy picks up the, like, treasure because there's only like a piece of paper in there and he's like oh this thing says that the real treasure was the friends you made along the way doing this three-person puzzle and Kay's like well figures that it would be something stupid like that i guess we learned our (laughs) lesson to do these adventures and they just fly off and it turns out that no there was actually like a formula to like improve energy efficiency from an ancient civilization and he just didn't tell them as because they find out on the news that he made all this money and did not share it with him though he did send them flowers a whole truck a room full of roses because they talked that. about how that was a thing they wanted. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, there's some good stuff with um, characters like betraying each other, uh, but it's fine because they're all characters in this genre, so they know how it is. Yeah. Uh, there's one in episode three where there's this this um, they're trying to get they're trying to get the jewel right from the from this big mansion, um, and there's this guy. Uh, who is they're like trying a, to get? They're trying to get a casino chip. Trying to get a casino chip. That's the one. I was like, what was the actual thing they're trying to get? Anyway, but there's a, there's a there's a guy who worked for the casino, and also this old lady who is involved in this plot. And it turns out they're the same person doing disguises because he's been conning them the whole time. Uh, 
and then like secretly cons them runs over the chip but then they double con him back and he's like ah they got me (laughs) Uh, it's all good stuff I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I like uh, how the opening of the episode, the this uh, manor head is just watching uh, people get eviscerated by his like Indiana Jones style like <laughs> machine, while like everyone's just watching through a camera and, and playing four or whatever. <laughs> Very ridiculous. Um. Who, who's next? Is it, is it M next? You, or M? Did you, you are next. I oh, think you were next. Uh, I'm, well, I'll pick the um, uh, episode 24, uh, which is the um, murder mystery episode uh, where a salesman is going around killing people. Um, and they have to figure out who uh, who he's going to kill next. And they're, they are staying in a condo because he's attacking uh, beautiful women in condos. And he's like, they're like, well, he clearly put us here because we're just that beautiful. Um and and then they call Chief Geely and he's like, you should understand why you're there. Do you not read your packs? And they go, yeah, of course we read our packs. We definitely understand why we're here. And he's like, good, and hangs up. Uh, and then the rest of the episode is them trying to figure out what's going on while an increasing number of salesmen show up. And you're like, oh, which one could it be? Uh, and it's none of them. It's the cop that shows up halfway through. Um which is good because that ended up not being like that was a very predictable part of the twist. The unpredictable stuff happens in the like formation of the mystery as they realize that the serial killer has been going around killing all these women um, and putting uh, letters on their um, on their foreheads uh, and has realized they they realize right at the end of the episode that all of the condos that are being attacked are eight by eight in terms of uh, their apartment layout and the letters are chess game like chess pieces and it's a two person serial killer chess match and they are in the apartment that will be checkmate and that's how they know the serial killer is coming for them uh, and they do this elaborate ruse where they're like the killer thought that he had killed uh, this bird from the other apartment but. Um, he hasn't uh, this this bird we have here is that same bird and he will land on the head of the killer and it lands on the cop and the cop's like how could you get me uh and th- that's just not true they just poured sugar on him earlier because like it's obviously the cop <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously the cop no one's gonna walk around being a salesman who is actually the killer that's a stupid it's not it's not a disguise <laughs> Also, the salesmen are cartoonish characters like a creepy guy who sells energy knives and a very, like, handsome guy who clearly looks like a serial killer because he's just too, uh, like, effacing and nice looking who sells electrified bras uh, for women to protect themselves with. And a kid with, like, uh, like cat eyes, like evil cat eyes that he hides behind sunglasses. <laughs> Wait, these characters are incredible. They're just three of them that are all could have an episode to themselves because they're all that ridiculous. Yes. Uh, the bit where the hot guy comes in, they're all like, oh, it's a hot guy. Uh, and <laughs> then he just starts trying to steal their stuff. There's this incredible shot where because he's sold them like uh, electrical bras that can electrocute their attackers, he's like, why are you? He's like, no, get out of my sight. And then Kay just like lifts their shirt up as he's running past and he explodes. <laughs> With electricity yes. and get shot. It's so funny. Uh, the episode's so goofy. The mystery is like legitimately good with how it plays out. It's a fantastic episode. Uh, it's also Yuri's finest hour. I feel like she is played as much ditzier in the early parts of the show and slowly ends up becoming the smart one, just can't be bothered to pay attention most of the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I like a lot. 
Um, one of my favorite episodes is episode 19, uh, which is about Lord Rayamon, who lives in a mansion on the sea yes. and is deeply in love with a woman uh, named Meshuzera, who he tells ridiculous overwrought poetry to. And it is revealed... Uh, Oh, and then, like, Kay and Yuri are flying in space, like, escaping from someone or whatever. They shoot down a pod. It crashes on the planet and crashes into uh, Rayamon's mansion and sort of, and crushes uh, Meshuzera. But it turns out Meshuzera was actually a wooden doll because he's allergic to women and put all his affection on this doll. But he then hires uh, the dirty pair to come and avenge uh, Meshuzera for him. And they quickly realize that they were the ones who killed her. And they decide the best way to get over to get him over this and not avenge them is to teach him how to enjoy women. And they are going to do it by trying to cook his like cook him great food that they continue they sabotage each other over because they both want to marry this rich guy. Um and it is like just the hijinks of like harem anime, but in the framework of Dirty Pair, so it's just these two women like ruining this guy's life for twenty minutes. <laughs> Uh, after they already blew up his house and yes killed, and killed his love killed his love uh and also they don't know shit like they're like oh we're gonna teach him the the like tr- the way to be with a real woman and i'm like you don't know anything you two you're comp- yes. you're, you're the biggest idiots on the planet i love you but holy shit this is gonna go badly and it proceeds to for the next 20 minutes and they're like uh you know they'll get up there and they'll say something really corny and be like that's why i'm the best woman and you should get with me and he's like i don't know i'm thinking i'm just gonna sneeze now (laughs) (laughs) yep uh of course in true enemy style when he his allergies kick off he doesn't just sneeze he then turns into like a rage hulk uh that will attack and fight anyone um yep he becomes drunk off it right (laughs) yep uh and it just so happens that the people that they were fighting show up to his house, including a guy who's just, like, his entire face is wrapped in bandages. <laughs> well, that's because they blew him up at the start of the episode. Yes. Yes. But he just is, like, a ridiculous, like, Street Fighter character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's so much stuff that is, like, because they're doing a thing where every episode is a new story, uh, it means they're blowing all these ideas and designs and characters on just 22 minutes. Uh, and in this pack of stuff that could be more than that. It doesn't need to be. But they do nail it every time. It's not like you're getting half versions of the ideas because they're small episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They go all the way. God, the episode's ridiculous. Obviously, it ends with um, the girl who patiently waits on him uh, because she's like, uh, the, you know, the generational butler. Uh, because uh, that's wait, a trope. Patiently waits on him with giant with, robot yes, arms that she you. uses to like give him tea from a distance. <laughs> which was amazing uh and then she touches him and and he's like true love has cured me and truly i will now be able to love a real woman i will i will forgive whoever killed my uh killed my love before and they're like well that's very good we're leaving now (laughs) (laughs) uh but then Kay touches him and he immediately starts sneezing again it's like i guess i can just touch you uh, it's ridiculous. God, what a good show. Yeah. Um, if I can mention just one more episode. Oh, yeah, we got more time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was remember- I just remembered episode 23, which um, has maybe one of my favorite plots of the whole thing, where basically they try to trick this, uh, I believe a CEO, like this, he's like involved in drugs <laughs> and whatever, into buying this planet that's worthless for uh, 30 million credits. And they're joined by this guy named Daniel Cesar, who is just the most like... <laughs> ridiculous dude ever who and he like cons people out of um 
money all the time and um they get this um they get this guy on on the plane and like k is just switching between disguises constantly while yuri is like pretending to be um the the owner of this planet that's like extremely wealthy and she's just she says shit like i have like too much gold i'm running out of places to put it on <laughs> yeah it's very oh, that's, that's like, yeah god what a good show yeah she like there's a bit at the end where it's all coming together uh and the the con man and the guy whose money's being stolen are like hanging over a pit of fire yes uh and uh yuri from a distance just snipes the briefcase and all the money goes up in flames and they just uh, drive off laughing it looks super good uh, there's like uh i don't want to say tension but there's like this slight um bit in it where it's like oh is yuri like actually into this guy is she gonna become like uh you know uh is she gonna become a, a connor herself um but i love that the show always will set up these things and then just immediately shut it down it's like now nah, we're, we're best friends for life we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this forever it's very mm-hmm. good um one of the other episodes i want to mention just because it has one of the funniest gags in anything ever uh is i think episode 25 i think it is uh <laughs> where um they're Yuri's not there. Uh, Yuri's on a date with the worst guy ever. <laughs> yes, because all he wants to do is a woman to look elegant while he reads a book in peace. Which, uh, you know what? Fair enough. I think that's most of the people I know would be okay with that. Uh, and she is so mad because she's out enjoying her youth and she's just found a guy and he's like, oh, could I just sit there and look pretty so I can read my book in silence? Um, and uh, Anyway... Kay goes on the mission uh, with Calico, who is like a junior uh, employee at 3WA, who has now gone through the training process and is a, uh, is um, an agent with them. Uh, and there's a whole plot about counterfeit money, uh, and they're going to arrest the people who did this, blah, blah, blah. And they're doing it in revenge for their son that ha- killed themselves uh, because of a uh, another thing uh, but that's the bank really the bank the bank ruined his business or whatever yeah. and then he killed himself and so they're doing counterfeit money to get back at the bank not realizing it that would destabilize the economy <laughs> of an entire planet <laughs> yes yeah because the bank is is imploding but all the people are ruined as well uh and it's just this like kindly couple uh living on an island um but then they go there and they realize that the sun is now a terminator they've built a metal replica which I didn't realize was what had happened for a while, because they play that reveal kind of strangely. And I Jackson, thought... Jackson, the episode's called The Boy in a Mansion is a Terminator. <laughs> they do, but there's enough... My brain went to another place, which is that Yuri walks in and sees the guy, and then immediately shoots him in the chest, and I thought what happened was he was alive all along, and Yuri had just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he's a Terminator. Anyway, th- this isn't really relevant to the, the gag that's really good, which is... Uh, the the kind of couple are like nice and that's just true the whole time. But they play them as all oh, is there the tension? Are they going to be these these evil uh, like mastermind villains? And they lock Yuri in uh, on on a table with metal clamps. K. They, turn- they like lo- K, K gets the gold K, finger. Sorry, K. Yes, they on the on the gold finger table and they put on the le- they turn on the laser and her like legs are spread apart and the laser's right there. And then he just walks up and starts cutting these metal bars and then turns it off. Yeah, no, they're the they're the counterfeit plates. He's like, I'm done counterfeiting. You don't have to arrest me. I'm destroying the, my counterfeit plates. 
and I laughed so hard I had to pause it. Uh, my favorite incidental thing in that episode is when Yuri finally comes, she sneaks in through the kitchen window, and there's just like this oh, chef bot yes. that's just like a murder bot holding two giant knives, and like clearly meant to be threatening, and then it's like, what do you want for dinner? And she gives him this incredibly elaborate answer, and he just goes and starts carving up meat for her. <laughs> Which leads to one of the best like gags in the episode, where the, the thing is resolved, they've killed their robot son, and everyone's very sad. They and shot he- him a bunch of times and set him on fire. <laughs> And, and then they're standing in the wreckage, and everyone's sad. There's like a pullback shot, and the chef comes in with the food. <laughs> um, I uh, did also want to shout out um, Kay's partner Calico in this episode, who is yes. just like the most incompetent, like Raiden, basically from Elgar Salad Two. Like he's just this incompetent <laughs> dude who is extremely good in his field tests, but he like immediately switches to shooting down like any enemy he comes up against, and it leads to this really great bit where like all these um robots are shooting at them and Kay's in the middle and Calico's <laughs> shooting at the robots and Cage is like screaming, like lying in the middle between them. That's very good. Uh, this episode has one of the cooler action shots ever where, like, they're climbing up to this mansion and Calico goes all Rambo on these robots and, like, throws a grenade or something and it lands right in front of Kay. And to avoid the grenade, she, like, backflips away from it and then, like, twists in the air and lands as the explosion happens behind her. And all of our favorite episodes here are like, oh, these are really funny things that happen. But also the action in the show is great. Yeah. It's just it's great. legitimately yeah. greatly animated, like well animated and fantastic. I, um, I did want to say that, uh, there's also uh, a shot in the episode where it's like, uh, one of the robots is looking at them and it has like, uh, the heat sensing. It's very good. There's a mm-hmm. lot of like point of view shots in this show, uh, more than I've seen for like a lot of anime and they all look mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good show. Yeah. Good show. Um, remember when Jamaican was in it? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, part where, the part where because it's sunrise at the time of Zeta, there's just a, like all like half the NPCs just look like Gundam characters. Very good. <laughs> like, shit, you can't just use that design again. That's not just a guy in a background shot. That's yes. Jamaican. I, um, Why is this kid Jared's like the head of a biker gang at one point. Uh, yes, the two part is literally about a child version of Camille running around in his polo underneath a sweater. Yep. Um, I definitely was hearing some bottom sound effects at a couple points too. Very good. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's God. It's ridiculous. Do uh, Do we want to talk maybe briefly about the finale, which I thought was really good? Yeah, I mean that's a good episode. I it's um one of the least finale like episode. Because this show's so episodic that there's no requisite, like, final turn as yeah. everything becomes super dramatic. It's just another episode. I guess it is a more dramatic one than there occasionally is, but, you know, they've blew it. They've blown up planets before. It's not Yuri, so crazy. Yuri, Yuri is presumed dead for 45 seconds, Jackson. <laughs> a lot happens. Uh, did you... Wait, no one actually believed she was dead. No, no. I mean, Kay did. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. She was very I'm just saying that that... It's the one time that any, like, either of the dirty pair cries in all 26 episodes. I guess it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but I it love... begins... Yeah, yeah. It begins with um, Yuri uh, being mad that Kay has eaten her cake and locking her in the fridge for <laughs> yes. hours. <laughs> and then Kay uh... just walks around with a cold for the rest of the episode. <laughs> 
Yeah, which... And then at the when she thinks Yuri's dead, tearfully confesses she wasn't even that hungry. She just saw the cake and thought it looked good. <laughs> so, she's in that middle of that tearful confession. They've blown up a big base. The plot doesn't really matter. Uh, but they've blown up a uh, big base. Excuse me, the god cannon. They <laughs> blew up a base with a god cannon. Remember when I said that it didn't do a big dramatic last episode turn? <laughs> um, so they've blown up the god cannon uh, and they've escaped somehow. Uh, they fucked up the escape about four different ways, but they've done it. But then Kay's alone yuri hasn't made it out she's standing uh on this metal plate and she's like no uh i'm sorry i didn't mean to eat the cake i wasn't even hungry it's not what i was trying to do but if if, if i if you, i wouldn't have done it if you cared about it but if you cared about it why the fuck did you leave it in the f- fridge oh my god what is wrong with you i oh, i guess you're dead shit uh <laughs> <laughs> like she in the middle of her super sincere speech she super forgets and just starts getting mad about this cake again <laughs> I um I did want to briefly mention because the whole bit in this thing is they're like trying to disarm this you know this god can at the tall the top of this very tall mountain and uh, like the three wa are under pressure oh they, I really like the ultimatum that they're given actually where their ghoulie is like being held for ransom basically like the guy doesn't really want to use the god cannon because uh, he's the security chief of the three wa and he's just trying to get some money and run basically and um the dp figure they gotta like they gotta they gotta go in anyway um and they ride in on a hot air balloon that i believe is of like a tiger and yes, they shoot their down. stealthy yeah. approach is a tiger hot air balloon that they and they don't even give themselves away by being in a giant tiger hot air balloon is because they're arguing too loud about yes. the dumbass cake. <laughs> yes. And so a guard immediately spots them and like no scopes them out of the air and they like fall into this river. But that seemed to have been part of their plan all along because then they hop out in uh, like tiger costumes and just like <laughs> completely demolish the uh, the security force. It's It's very good. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. <laughs> it's a good show. God Cannon. Uh, um, um, do we have is any, perfect? Oh, Miggy is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Miggy and Nemo are very funny because um, sometimes anime is fucking blatant. And yes, it's like, sometimes <laughs> they just put Chewbacca and R two D two in the yeah, anime. <laughs> <laughs> They sure do in their Millennium Falcon that they uh, fly yes. around space in. Yep. <laughs> he's just like the perfect, like, he's he's big, but he always looks sad, and he, he's just the cutest cat. I I love him. Miggy exists to get, like, his tail stood on and go, ah! <laughs> yes. Or be afraid of things. Yes. Yeah, same, really. Same. Um, but Nanma literally exists to do the R2-D2, stick the plug in the <laughs> port, and look at any computer, and then explode into a bunch of parts that is fixed by next episode. Yeah, yeah. They, there's one episode where they save the day by uh, sacrificing Nanmo, but he just, before uh, Nanmo explodes, just prints like a USB stick that's the memories, yep. <laughs> and they just put it in a new Nanmo for next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that Mugi sometimes uh, just helps Mando fix the ship. I believe there's an episode where he's fixing the AC. Oh. <laughs> there's yep. one of the episodes where they blow up the ship because they're stupid and useless. Uh, and then the whole thing is, are Namo and Mugi going to be able to fix the ship in time to have them not kill each other? Because they're both play acting as bounty hunters in the middle of a revenge story. Uh, and that's the one that ends with them blowing up the planet. <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous. Do you have any more like general dirty pair thoughts, um, 
it's been a lot of us just sharing our feelings on like what is good but uh, there's less you know thematic uh treads to just get to get in the weeds it kind of just is what it is and it is very good yeah um like you know there's the um portrayal of 80s capitalism and there's girls hanging out and that's kind of the show yeah uh, there was a tweet going around that someone retweeted the other day about uh, Dirty Pear looks horny, absolutely isn't. Cutie Honey looks innocent, absolutely isn't. And <laughs> I love how much this show is just like the 80s anime aesthetic, which is high energy and like, like it's not, it's not like super critical of capitalism, but it does depict like these things that would eventually become like cyberpunk in ways that are like knowing about their faults, but still delighting in the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And in it does that in like the most wholesome way possible like this is a show about two women who run around in basically like tactical underwear and it's not a creepy show and it's it's just good uh and that's a miracle anime was better before (laughs) yeah no the part where it handles all the stuff with kanyeri well is ridiculous um because even with their clothes, uh, they're not really in that... Like They're not wearing very, very many clothes in their main outfits, but the show seems way more... Rather than relishing, oh, look at how naked they are, it mostly gives them new outfits every week. Like They get new designs all the time in a way that was very surprising to me. Because uh, the yep. show's so much more in like uh, enamored with fashion <laughs> yes. than it is with look at these hot people. Yeah. Uh, which is, was, uh, which is great. K yeah. has a great fashion sense. Yuri does not. This is my take. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's uh, just very nice to see like just a genuine friendship between the two. That like you know, there's a lot of like bickering back and forth, but it feels like they have very like well defined personalities and stuff. Um, I really yeah, I really like uh, K in particular, but Yuri is extremely good too. It, it's hard. It's hard to pick a favorite. No uh, best. Yeah, I like the, I like any show that or piece of media that can be about characters that are dumbasses, but in like an empathetic yes. way that you're meant to relate to. They have like the perfect level of competence. <laughs> that is to say, none. Yes, yes, well, they, except they... for when it really the rubber really hits the road, in which they have a lot, but only at great disaster to everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like technical plot competence, but zero like uh, actual human being competence or emotional competence or anything other than their heart being in the right place while they blow everyone up. <laughs> Yes. It's amazing. That is exactly how it be. I believe the first um, episode says that uh, Kay has killed about 7 million people and uh, Yuri's killed <laughs> only only 600,000 people. I mean, this is before they blew up a planet. That's true. That number went way up. Way up. <laughs> uh, a whole planet! Yeah. Yes. To be fair, it was Oopsie. a bad planet. Yeah, but there were people on it. <laughs> there were people on it. <laughs> There are a lot of people on it. There's an entire economy based into that planet. Yep. Gone now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was an accident. It's fine. They they shouldn't have been doing the dangerous mining. Yep. Uh, yeah, I... God. Um, I'm surprised at how much I ended up liking the show. Um, I went in, uh, enjoyed the first episodes a lot, but... Uh, was kind of looking for something that wasn't there. Not this isn't like a flaw of the show. Just my taste tend towards the uh, bebop side of there being a little bit more um, emotional content uh, rather than just pure raucousness. But it gets away with that by being so good at that all the time. Yes. Uh, 
Like if it was if it wasn't just that good, I would be like, ah, this isn't the show for me. Uh, but I, luckily, it is just that good. It is just kind of constantly really good. Um, there are very very few weak episodes. There's a couple, but not that many. Yeah, and they yeah. just tend to be like more unmemorable than anything else. Um, <laughs> it very much steers away from like yeah most most of the gross stuff you could you'd fear. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even mean in that sense. I just meant like being boring. It's yeah, usually on its bullshit at all times. He's chained to six brides. <laughs> he is chained to six brides. Yes. Also, Moon his name's Clicky Jeff. Gold Jeff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, incredible. Thank you very yeah. much for having us watch this. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, there is. Um, there's more Dirty Pair after this. There are two OVAs and a movie and another 10-episode OVA series called Original Dirty Pair, confusing everyone forever. Um, some people call it Dirty Pair 2, but I mostly see it referred to as Original Dirty Pair, so, you know. Yep. Um, and then there's, like, another thing called Dirty Pair Flash, which is an OVA series from the mid-90s where the uh, the girls got redesigns and they have different voice actresses um, for... For reasonable reasons, but it seems like a very different thing. It seems very, it feels very like '90s comics inspired. So I don't even know if it's good or not. I was very uh, curious about it. I was looking into it, and it it seemed like they switched voice actresses because, um, I believe it, either one of the one of either Kay or Yuri's uh, voice actor couldn't couldn't do it, so the other one was like, "Well, I'm not going to do it without my partner," which is yeah. She amazing. she had she had like <laughs> she had semi officially retired and moved to the U.S. and wasn't available. Yeah. So okay. Um, that's gonna be weird. The, I'm glad that they're sticking together. Though it would have been so weird if there was only just one. Yes. Yes. Because um, they're a team. Yep. Um, uh, I guess. I guess that's it. Uh, I think that's mostly it. That People be, should watch Dirty Pair. Discussion. They should uh, watch Dirty Pair. There are two DVD releases in the US if you want to do it that way. Um, I really wish there was a Blu-ray of the show because I would buy it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. Please. Yeah. Give me this in HD. Yeah, uh, even even the Blu-ray looks great, or I mean the DVD looks great, because uh, mm-hmm. that's basically what we watched. You know how it is, anime, <laughs> anime. Um, hey, the song's good. Oh god! Oh, the both the opening and ending song are just all-time greats, all-time top-tier bangers. Yeah, yeah, I love that the, the opening just has like, um a brief pause toward the end like the first after the first couple thirds and then it just has another incredible little mini song at the end for you it's it's good yeah it's it's a fantastic song um the ending just being them driving through the void of space yes. uh is the chillest thing yeah it's good yeah it's it's all good um, it also, every next on is just the two of them bickering about something. It never actually tells you what the episode <laughs> is. <laughs> never. They, they're so useless at giving the one job they have. Oh, you know? I love them. Could not be more relatable. Could not be more true. Uh, heroes. I think that's everything. Um, Liv, do you want to tell people where they can find you sure. if you want to be found on the internet yeah sure uh, you can follow me at no love deep trans on twitter if you want some okay tweets and uh that's about it yeah cool 
Uh, Jackson, you want to tell people where they can find the rest of our stuff? Yeah, if you are all not already listening on the Patreon feed, uh, and you might be listening on YouTube, or theoretically at some point, the feed that we mentioned that it doesn't exist yet, <laughs> um, you can find us uh, at abnormalmapping.com. We have a bunch of podcasts there, uh, including Abnormal Mapping, which is a game club, uh, Second Officer Slug, which is a Star Trek podcast, uh, and we have others that you can pay for on Patreon. Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, uh, for $1 a month, you can get The Great Gundam Project, which is us talking about uh, Gundam two episodes at a time uh, every week. Those usually come out on Wednesdays. We are currently in uh, 0083 Stardust Memory. Yes, we are. Uh, so please enjoy that if you want to. Uh, you can always, of course, uh, be on episodes or suggest anime to watch. You can find details of that on the Patreon website. Uh, thanks, everybody who supports us. And if you haven't, maybe consider there's some free episodes of Gundam up. Uh, our first 083 episode, which we're recording literally after this, uh, will be free. So you can listen to that and see what we're about Gundam-wise. Uh, these episodes are kind of sporadic, but we've, we've had a big backlog. So we're going to come back in about a month, maybe like six weeks, and we're going to be talking about Paradise Kiss, which is a 13-episode anime that I don't know anything about because I was told not to look too deep into it. So uh, please look forward to our next Beach House. Yes, please do. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. See you next time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>